0: One day, a leper walked up to Yeshua. He fell to his knees and said, Lord, if it is your will, heal me. Make me well. Yeshua said, It is my will. Of course. And he healed him. And Yeshua said, See, mention it to no one, but go your way. Show yourself to the priest and offer the guilt that Moses commanded as a witness to them. And as Yeshua said this, he got up and he walked to the priests to show himself to them. But why did Yeshua tell him to do this peculiar thing? Why didn't he tell him to go to the people first? Surely this is which can be a witness for all. But why does he say tell no one but show the priests? You see, there is something in the Torah. That you need to understand in order to really understand why Jesus did what he did. When Yeshua went to, 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 to heal the lepers, or when the, he had an intent in mind. Because the Father, thousands of years before Yeshua set his foot on the earth, the Father has given the high priest's instructions for what to do and when a leper shows up. And it's got everything to do with when the Messiah shows up to, you. they just didn't know it. And so first I want to take you through our Torah. In the Old Testament, I want to take you through Leviticus 13, 14. I want to show you these instructions that the Father gave Israel, or gave the high priest, in real, with regards to how to treat leprosy and what to do when, a, when someone is leprous. And one of the first things that the Father talks about is, is more specifically how to identify the disease. Now, just as background, you need to understand that leprosy is an, was an incurable disease. It's not something that's really around today anymore, but it was a disease that is incurable. No man could cure it. You could do if you had leprosy. It's like a death sentence. It's like being told that you are you're, you're going to die. And not only not only you're going to die Probably soon, but you have that person was to be expelled from the camp. They had to go and they can't have any contact with any humans. Now imagine, imagine that where you're sent out, you're sent out away from your family, your friends, your wife, your children, everyone, and you can't talk or see them ever again. And so another aspect of leprosy that the, a concept that was was understood by the people as well as the priests is that leprosy was usually there because of sin. They, they believe that uh, even today that if, lepr- if someone was leprous, it was because of some specific sin they did. Either they stole, they committed adultery or whatever. And because of that, they were inflicted with a disease as a consequence to that sin. So with that, people not only excommunicated them, but also looked down upon them morally and and thought that they they were sinful people. And so one of the most noteworthy first things that I want to show you is that how it was the priest, the high priest, that had to go and determine whether this someone had leprosy or not. It wasn't just anyone but the priest. Leviticus 13 verse 44. He's a leprous man. He's unclean. The priest shall pronounce him unclean without fail. His infection is on his head. In verse 30, the priest shall look at the infection and see if it appears deeper than the skin. And yellow, a thin yellow hair on it. Then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is an eruption, a leprosy of the head or beard. And so see, we see that it's the priest. It's not just anyone. You can't just go and say and think, oh, this guy's got leprosy and go and proclaim it to everyone. Oh, he's got leprosy and tell everyone about it. No, it has to be the priest who makes the observation. But not only that, if we do judge, there is a lesson because the priest, when the priest makes a judgment, he has to make sure that the disease isn't just on the skin, but much deeper and the same way, because leprosy represents sin. There's two lessons here. That if we go and we see someone who's got sin, we can't just call it out like that and tell everyone, oh, this guy's leprous. Oh, this guy's got sin. Oh, there's something wrong with this guy. There is a specific formula even given by Yeshua. In our New Testament on how to deal with a situation when someone has leprosy, or in other words, sin, or if someone has offended you or if someone has wronged you, he says in Matthew 18, verse 15, if your brother sins against you, go and convict him between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not hear, take with you one or two more, that by, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word might be established. And if he refuses to hear them, say to the assembly, and if he refuses to even hear the assembly, let him be like the nations and a tax collector." You see, brother and this is something that we have totally missed in our culture, even our Christian culture today, in our churches. This system has been completely forgotten in many cases, and it's absolutely disgusting. That we would toss aside such a basic instruction of Yeshua. Where Yeshua comes and he says that this is how you deal with someone who's got an issue. You go to him alone. Not on Facebook. Not to your not to your church. Not to your friends, not to anyone else. Alone. You go to this person. This brother who wronged you or offended you. You say, Brother, you know what? You did this thing, brother. I'm I'm concerned for you. I'm concerned that you you're 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 committing this sin. I love you, brother. I, I wanna I want us to talk about this thing. Or maybe he offended you, brother. And you said, brother, you know, brother, you said you did this thing, Lord. Your brother it really offended me. I, I just want to talk to you about this thing because I don't want there to be this thing between us. You know what we instead do? So you go and tell every, all everyone else. Go tell the friends. Go tell everyone else. Go tell the assembly. And brother and sister, listen to me. This is my, my thing is, is if I see someone on Facebook or if I see someone in an assembly proclaiming something bad about someone else, I'll go up to them and I'll say, well, brother, tell me, did you follow the, uh, com- the accurate procedure according to Matthew 18 to first go to that person alone? And if they say no, I'll say, brother, I be, I'll, I'll, I'm not considering anything you say because you can't even, you have sinned yourself in gossiping in profane speech against your brother i don't care if it's even true of what you're saying about your brother but because you've gone and you have professed this thing to other people not followed the procedure as set up by your messiah you're just as guilty as the one who you profess as guilty because see brothers and sisters we need to understand that anything else is gossip is evil speech if you do not follow the accurate procedure, but you go in and go in evil spe- and proclaim this thing to other people without going to that person alone first, it's evil speech. And if you don't think gossip is serious, I want to encourage you to watch my I've got a video I did on, on gossip. It's called Gossip. It's 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 more serious than you think. I'll link it up for you here and I encourage you to go watch it. The procedure is first we go to alone to the person and only if they don't hear us then, then we go to the two or three witnesses. Then we go and we, we bring two or three witnesses with us. We don't just go to them and tell them, oh, this guy offended me. No, we bring them with us as witnesses. We say, brother, we come in love and we want to reconcile this. And we were worried about you. And only if he doesn't listen then, only then, step three, only then we go to the assembly. We go to the, the church or whatever you want to call it, the fellowship. And so then we can go and we can involve them. And if they, if the assembly hears and, and this guy still is in rebellion and still doesn't want to yield and repent, if he is wrong, indeed, only then he'll be to you as a tax collector. But see, what we often do is we skip that whole thing. We skip the whole process and we proclaim this person to be a tax collector and a heathen even before going to them alone. i tell you that if you do that, you're the tax collector. You're the heathen because... You can't follow the basic instruction. You've considered, you have committed Lashon Hurrah, which is gossip. And if we can, commit gossip, brothers and we need to understand that Yeshua puts gossip on the level of murder. On the same level. If you don't believe me, like I said, watch my video on gossip. So now when we go back to Leviticus and we look at the, when a leper, was so, when was someone was indeed considered a leper, someone knew they were a leper, they were proclaimed to be a leper, over by the high priest or kind of a, can I say, a tax collector in the New Testament context over by the high priest, um, then he w- there's a condition that he had to go and he had to walk into the towns. If he ever came near people, if he ever saw anyone, if there was anyone around, he had to m- uncover himself. He had to make sure, he had to cover his lip, he had to cover his mouth, and he had to yell, unclean, unclean, I'm unclean. It is an incredible thing. Where, I mean, this the guys just think about that for a second. How how incredibly debilitating it had to be. Not only, not only physically in terms of the sickness and the disease, but emotionally, in that their identity now literally becomes unclean. Wherever they go, their name becomes unclean. It is an incredible thing and horrendous thing. And see, this is why. The miracle of the leper was so amazing. And so when, when John the Baptist's disciples heard or started hearing of, of, of Jesus, of Yeshua and the things he's done, John sent them to Yeshua to hear how he reports himself, who he reports himself of being. And so we read that Luke 7, 22, talk, Yeshua answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed and deaf hear." The dead are raised up. The poor have good news preached to them. And so it's so amazing how in the same way we again see this thing about the leper being included very specifically. Because John as well as just like the high priest and everyone else knew there is this whole procedure for lepers to be cleansed. And God gave this whole procedure for the leper to be cleansed for the primary reason, a simple primary reason of confirming the day the Messiah comes. You see, when a man comes who is healed from leprosy to the high priest, there's a specific ritual that God gave in the Torah. And it's simply a ritual to pronounce him clean. But brother and sisters, remember I said in the beginning that leprosy is, 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 is incurable. So, what's, so what, there's no other reason for God to give us this ritual of, of what to do when someone is healed because if, if it never, what's the purpose if it never happens? But there is a purpose if it was going to happen one day. And that day was when Yeshua sat His feet on the ground. And all the lepers started getting healed and started going to the high priest. So as the leper came in before the high priest, we see the high priest had to do the following. And if the priest should go out of the camp, and the priest shall look and see if the leprosy is healed in the leper. So the priest has to go out of the camp, remove himself from that place, go to the leper, and then do a very peculiar ritual. And this ritual has actually been seen in Judea and, and by the rabbis as the most complex ritual in all the Torah. Because in this ritual, it involves two birds. It in a whole involves scarlet, hyssop, and cedarwood. And how this worked is that the, the one bird was killed and the blood of this bird was poured out. The other bird was dipped in this blood and then wrapped in cedarwood, scarlet and hyssop. And then that bird would be set free. So the one dies and the other is set free. Now, it's such a peculiar ritual. I mean, it sounds almost like, you know, it just sounds like weird, like really archaic. But the father has it's an incredibly beautiful picture because guys get this. This man, he just gets healed from leprosy from by Yeshua. He comes before this high priest. The high priest takes this bird, he kills it, he slays it, and he takes this other bird. He ta- he, wraps, he wraps it a scarlet hyssop, and a cedar wood, and he dips it in the blood and releases the bird. It's a picture of what Yeshua did for us. You see, Yeshua is that bird that got slain. Its blood was poured out. And the other, which is us, who deserved death, was dipped in the blood and set free. Now, what does this, the, 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 the scarlet, the hyssop, and the cedar wood mean? You see, the scarlet is the scarlet robe Yeshua was wrapped in at His crucifixion. The the hyssop was the was the hyssop plant that was the vinegar that was given to Him while He was on the cross. It was given to Him by, the, by a hyssop plant. And the cedar wood is... The beam, the cross that he was on. So we see that this bird that is wrapped in the scarlet, the hyssop and seal of all elements of the crucifixion, is then let, is dipped in the blood and let go. And see, it's like that that bird deserved the things, deserved the cross. Like we deserve the cross, we deserve death, we deserve the leprosy, we deserve the the consequences of sin. But yet Yeshua wraps us. In these elements but yet sets us free and he's the one who died for you and me we read how the blood has been taken and sprinkled seven times on this on, on this man who has leprosy and it's amazing because the number seven represents completeness rest or simply it is finished you see it's amazing because as this This bird is let go in and this man is sprinkled seven times with this blood representing Yeshua's word on that cross. It is finished. By my stripes, you are healed. And that's the testimony of the leper that's standing there who is healed before the high priest. And see, the high priest's. Who were and back then, who when this all was happening, they were corrupt. They were in unbelief about them, about who Jesus was, about that he was the Messiah, and yet they performed this entire thing, leading up to him actually being on the cross with all of the elements in the ritual. And so after all this was finished, this man to to finish the ritual, he had to go and he had to sacrifice an animal. He had to give something up before an animal sacrifice. And as we know, God is not concerned with the animal itself. It's all about the sacrifice on the heart of the person, on the side of the person. So in other words, this man had to pay for this healing. And see it's not about now you have to pay money and whatever to get healed or it's this kind of transaction. No, it is about the Father wants us to give something up when we get for healing or for for, for for following him. If we want the blood of Yeshua, you see we have this perception, we've heard this many times said, Oh, you know, it's a free gift of salvation. And yes it is free, but it's also not. It's free in that it's provided freely by His grace for us, by what He did for us. But it's also not free in that He demands of us to die to ourselves and give our lives to Him if we say, I do, to follow Him. And so in the same way, this leper that was healed now by Yeshua, at this, Yeshua sent them to the, to the high priest and in that way, they had to make a sacrifice on their end. And they had to be obedient on that their end to the instructions of Father God, who gave the instructions around the leper in the Torah for us, in the Old Testament for us. And they had to be They had to demonstrate that not only are they now healed and they believe in what happened to them, but they will now be obedient. And they did take that took that first step of obedience towards God. That's why. So Yeshua sent them to the high priest, not only to be a witness to them of His coming, that the Messiah has indeed come, but also for that leper to take that first step of obedience. And so the Father calls you today. He says, you know, He he calls us. He says, I want to deliver you. I have died for you. I have poured out my blood. But will you do something on your end? Will you make the sacrifice on your end to follow me? And well, because if you do, you see, brother, sister, there is incredible riches and Messiah of healing and deliverance and freedom from the things of this world. Including even to the point of leprosy. You see, in, in the Great Commission, he commissions us even further to fulfill what he has done. Where we become his hands and feet and we become the freedom bringers, the deliverers through the Holy Spirit that lives in us and the same spirit lived in him. And we can now walk as he walk and make it because we are dying to ourselves and, sacri- and we're a sacrifice for God, we now walk out that great commission too. And not only the great commission, but then also obedience to the law of Moses, the instructions of the Father. The instructions given by the Father to Moses. And to his people, just like because brothers sister, get this, this is you know, interesting, because Yeshua said to told this leper guy this God who just got healed. Go and follow the instructions of father, because he told him to go and make a sacrifice. He told him to go and be obedient, go to the temple and make a sacrifice as thanks to God, as a, 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 an offering to God. It wasn't just for the high priest. It was an offering to God. You see, he, Yeshua continuously encouraged people who followed him to be obedient to the same instructions that he was obedient to. though The instructions of his father. He didn't come to abolish it, but to fulfill it. And see, in this laws of the leper, he fulfilled it. In that he said, go and now do it. For the first time, this ritual is actually done because for the first time, someone is actually healed because he's the fulfillment of the ritual. And now that, does that mean that it's abolished because he's come? No. Oh, <laughs> on contrary. It means that it's actually walked out. You see, brother, sister, we have been taught that many things in the Torah is abolished now that Yeshua has come, that Jesus has come. But yet, when Yeshua, Jesus come, He actually allowed us, the people in that day, to do things that was not even they've never done before in the Torah. So He actually, instead of abolishing, saying, "Oh, you don't need to do that anymore," He actually said, "Now, all the more, go and do it." It's amazing that He encourages then the following of those instructions and as the last part of this ritual, what has to happen is the blood that was sprinkled seven times now also is taken by the priest and put on this man on his right thumb, his right ear and his right big toe. It's a really funny thing, actually. But there's an amazing It's symbolic of something amazing, because we know that the right side is symbolic of authority. And so what is happening is that the blood of the lamb, well, the blood of Yeshua, which that's what it represents, is put on this man's right hand, what he does, his right toe, how he walks and his right ear, what he consumes and listens to. And so now it's a transition because it now he's saying, you know, you had authority over these things. You had authority over what you listen to, what you do and how you walk. But now you're being sealed with the blood and now you're you're giving that authority over to Yeshua. Now you're giving that authority over to Christ where you will now go. And, and, and it's not about what you want to do anymore. It's not what you want to listen to anymore. It's not what you how you want to walk anymore. Now it's about him you don't belong to yourself anymore. You belong to him, is what he said. And so now, not only that, after that, what happens is, is, that the, is that the oil is taken. And the oil is sealed on the same way, on the same place where the blood was placed. Now oil is put on the right, um, on the right ear, the right thumb, and the right big toe as well. Signifying the sealing of the Holy Spirit that comes off to the blood. Just like Yeshua's blood was poured out for us and so we were sealed with His blood if we accept Him. Afterwards, 50 days later on the Feast of Shavuot or Pentecost, His Holy Spirit um, was poured out on us too. In the same way, so now we're not only sealed by the blood, but the Holy Spirit comes over that. And now we don't walk by, by us again. We don't walk by what we want to do anymore. But we actually now walk by the things of the spirit, we walk by the direction of the spirit. And so this is all a pattern of how God reaches us. He reaches us through a miracle in our lives, whether it is a physical healing, whether it is, is it some a dream, whether it is simply an encounter, a, a, whatever an encounter it is that we have. And we are drawn to him. We come into his presence. And then we are sealed by His blood. But then He demands of us to give our authority over to Him. All the authority that we have, we have a lot of authority in life. We can say, what we can decide what we do every day, every second of every day. What we consume, how we walk, what we do. But He didn't say, no, 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 no. Now, you give that all over to me. Now, I'm going to be the one that dictates all of that. You're going to consume my word. You're going to incline your ear towards me. And you're going to walk. As I walked, says Yeshua. And see, with all this, we walk as He walked. We're guided by the Spirit. And because of that, we now not only walk in deliverance, but we walk as a witness. You see, this is the witness that Yeshua was speaking about to the leper when He said, Go to the high priest and be a witness to them. It's to be a witness to not only the high priest and that I'm now covered by the blood of that Messiah who died for me. Because, I bet you that when they came to that high priest, the high priest was like, well, um, tell us, how did you get healed? Because we've never seen someone get healed from leprosy before. It is incurable. We've never even had to do this ritual before. I bet you they actually went to their Torah and be like, how do we do this ritual again? Because they've never really done it. Because there's never been a case of anyone getting healed until Yeshua showed up. And so they were like, and then the leper, or the man who was a leper, he said, So let me tell you what happened. This man, he came to me. And I like cried out, Help me, help me. If it's your will, if you permit, please. And Yeshua said, Oh, of course I desire it. Be healed and go be a witness. And the same way the father calls you he says oh i desire to give you freedom i desire to give you deliverance but now go and be a witness may god bless you and keep your child's face upon you lift up his countenance upon you be a witness and if this blessed you subscribe to this youtube channel if you want me to continue making these videos and even more of these as i transition into full-time ministry you can support me by going to slash partner and uh, you can back the ministry and allow us to to reach more and do this more often to edify the body of Christ. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you guys in the next video.